A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds who were gathering to be baptized by John asked him, What should we do? In reply, John said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we? What should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectations, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So, with many other exhortations, John proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord We met John the Baptist in the wilderness last Sunday, but Luke introduced him in chapter 1 through his father, Zechariah. The canticle of Zechariah is called Benedictus because of the opening line, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. Blessed is the first word we hear on the lips of Zechariah after the silence that the archangel Gabriel imposed on him. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Zechariah sings, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. One can imagine this father gathering his son into his arms as he raises what surely must have been a bittersweet song. And he closes his canticle with these words, Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the daybreak from on high will visit us, to shine on those who sit in darkness and death's shadow, to guide our feet into the path of peace. To those who sit in darkness and death's shadow, the baptizer announces that the advent of our God is near. I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Water is only the container. Spirit and fire are the contents. We celebrate the Feast of John the Baptist on June the 24th, at the time of the summer solstice. From then on, until December 21st, the days are getting shorter. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, the Baptist declares, He must increase, I must decrease. 
we sing this hymn on the day of John's birth. The moon, with borrowed light, gives witness to the sun, discreetly fading with the night, when morning has begun. Richard Rohr says of John, His ego was out of the way so much so that he could let go of his own ego, his own message, and even his own life. This is surely the real meaning of his head on a platter. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul urges us to stand firm in faith and let the fire of God's love be radiant in our lives. Rejoice in the Lord always. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Have no anxiety at all has to be the least obeyed command in the Bible. Last week we learned that if we are anxious, we are almost hopeful. Now Paul is giving us some concrete instructions for the conversion of our anxiety. Notice what Paul says next. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known. This seems backward to us. We would file our requests, and if God complies, then we give thanks, right? But Paul has it the other way around. Begin with gratitude. As Blessed Solanus Casey reminds us, give thanks ahead of time. When his son is born, Zechariah is still unable to speak. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. The name means graced by God. Immediately, Zechariah's mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. From a heart overflowing with gratitude, the first word out of Zechariah's mouth is blessed. Could gratitude be the antidote to anxiety? Feeling grateful every day keeps the envy at bay. Research has shown that gratitude reduces envy, facilitates positive emotions, and makes us more resilient. After all, if we are grateful for what we have, what room is there for envy to sneak in? It's quite possible that it is impossible to be anxious and grateful at the same time. Not merely feeling thankful, but actually expressing it. Giving a blessing in a note or a visit or a phone call is balm for the soul. John the Baptist points to the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Fire appears three times in these twelve short verses of Luke. There are only four other uses of this word in Luke. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is a metaphor of preservation and purification, not division. What the wind and fire remove are the impurities, the anxieties, self-absorption, apathy, or greed that make us less generous, less fair, or less respectful of others. 
Alexander Scholzenitsyn has it right, there is a line between good and evil, but it doesn't run between groups. It runs through the heart of each person. St. John of the Cross, who was named John because he was born on the 24th of June, likens the early stage of our spiritual life to a damp log that is thrown onto the fire. Before the fire can claim the wood for itself, it must dry out the log. The whole of our spiritual life can be seen as a preparation for the soul to receive more deeply the love of God. And in the same way that a dry log catches fire more easily than a wet one, so the soul responds more immediately to the impulse of God, the more prepared it is by the Holy Spirit. This process of drying is something that, at first, we resist. But we soon recognize its benefits. In producing in us a greater conformity to God, we become more united to God's action within us. And lastly, the log becomes one with the fire. In this way, the wood loses all its own properties and acquires all the properties belonging to the fire. Once it is dry, it dries other things and acquires the heat of the fire and then produces heat itself. It takes on the bright flame from the fire and then reflects that light.